Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, I've got a very special guest. She was a part of four, count them, one, two, three, four victories uh, on senior night for the UNC Tar Heels versus Duke this past weekend. She's a junior uh, for the Tar Heels. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down and talking to Grace County. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Like we said, it's Friday. I'm excited. It's it's kind of funny that this last year through this pandemic, uh, you still get excited for weekends, right? Even though you're inside right. all the time anyway. Yeah, you know, you got to take the little victories as they come. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's been a big lesson uh, <laughs> throughout these last 10 months, for sure. 11 months now? I, I don't know. It's It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grace, I want to get, I want to talk about some bigger victories or some victories in the pool that you had, uh, this past week. And you guys have gotten in quite a bit of racing in the last few weeks. And I want to start with that dual meet versus Duke on senior night. Let me just read some stats, read some numbers for the, for our audience. You were 51, eight in the hundred back 49, three hundred free let off the two medley relay in a 24, six fifty back. And you were 49. on the second leg of the 400 free relay won all four of those events. Uh, tell me about that meet. Was were, were you feeling pretty good that day? You know, honestly, um, I really wasn't feeling that good. Um, and I think that's really funny. Um, I went in and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to do this. My legs are so sore. But I feel like going in not expecting anything was almost a blessing in disguise. Um, it was probably one of the funnest meets I've had here at UNC. Like the atmosphere was just like everybody was jumping around, like having a great time. And it was so much fun. So it was good. <laughs> hey, so do you, do you feel like that atmosphere was really a big part of your performances that day? Yeah. Um, I definitely think it played a major part in my performances. Um, coach uh, came up and talked to us before the meet and was like, you know, if you have a great race, come back and like bring the energy to the team. And I feel like we just kept rolling and having great races and everybody kind of fed off each other's energy. And it was just an overall very positive experience. So it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so then before these, before Duke, uh, you guys dueled South Carolina, UVA and NC state, uh, which is, it seems like a lot of racing. It seems like a lot of teams tried to get in as much racing as they could in these last few weeks. Um, take me, take me through, through some highlights of those meets and you know, what you picked up and how it was just getting, getting back into the swing of racing. You know, um, our first meet was NC state and, um, obviously NC state's a very, very strong competitor. And we kind of went in with the mindset, like we get to race, we finally get to race because we're in COVID, which is so nice. Um, and just kind of like going off that, like each meet, I kind of progressed and took every race for what it's worth and kind of looked at all the details and um, kind of fine tuned everything for the next opportunity we got to race. Um, I think some of the highlights were like the progression of my 100 backstroke. Um, I feel like I kind of worked on more 
like more details as the meets came along. And, um, you know, I feel like the little things really kind of made me, I don't know, more confident to race, I guess. So, um, yeah, that was, that was fun. The more you race, the better, the better it is, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, I mean, <clears throat> we've seen a few examples of, of that theory come into play, especially kind of in, in the pro swimming world. You see individual swimmers going to a lot of meets and kind of using meets as training. And then we have the ISL, especially this year with the six week bubble where there was just meet after meet after meet, same kind of thing with, with world cups. Had you ever gotten a chance like that, even in, even in the collegiate season to really hone in on those details and get race after race after race. And and what do you feel like you gained from that? Obviously, like you said, the time, the times tend to drop, but aside from that, what do you feel like you get from those back-to-backs? I feel like ultimately it comes down to like gaining more confidence, like gaining the confidence to go out faster, gaining the confidence that your legs aren't going to die or like you work on like breathing so you can last longer. It's just kind of ultimately based around confidence and kind of knowing that you've done this race a million times. So why not take it out faster or do like one flip or one extra kick or like everything, like the littlest things faster. And, um, it's really helped me kind of gain more confidence. So I'm, I'm looking forward for ACCs and kind of using that, like all the confidence I've built and, you know, just showing what I have there. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, can, can we get into some nitty gritty swim nerdy stuff? What can you take me through that hundred back progression and what specifically for you was, were you changing throughout the, some of those hundred back races? Um, well, so I guess, I think the first time I swam it was at UVA maybe. I don't know if I swam it against NC state. I think I only did free. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've just been training a bunch of backstroke, just kind of like we do a lot of 200 pace work. Um, but instead of doing 200 pace, I kind of just full send it and see how far <laughs> I can go before I die, which I think ultimately helped me in the long run. Which is nice. Um, so one of the things I've, I've been working on is just like going out faster and seeing like how long I can hold on. And I think, you know, the 200 pace like has definitely given me confidence that I can hold on for as long as I can, I guess. <laughs> um, and we go down and we like, we work on a bunch of like turns and I've been working on like my feet getting over cause I'm, I'm very tall and it's kind of hard for me to just rotate that fast. So that's been nice. And also um, working on like a, a clear number of kicks for each wall. Um, that's been a big, big factor in my growth. Clear number of kicks as in underwater kicks off each wall. Yes. 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 What, what's your number? I think it's like 10, 10 a good number. Yeah. <laughs> 10's a big number, but <laughs> so you gotta, I mean, backstroke is basically all underwater. So you gotta kind of throw that number pretty high, I guess. <laughs> if you're swimming freestyle, does that underwater prowess or usage translate to, to your freestyle races also? Um, I feel like, Honestly, underwaters on your stomach are a totally different game. I don't know why. I talked to my friend about it today at practice. I was like, why are underwaters on your stomach so much harder than your back? Like, I feel like 
I don't know, maybe I just need to like work, work more on them, but, um, I do like five kicks my freestyle so it's definitely less <laughs> it's, it's so true <laughs> on your back is so much easier yeah what is that all about <laughs> what is come on human human evolution <laughs> yeah, throw us a bone here <laughs> <laughs> seriously uh so the interesting one one more just nitty-gritty question have you have you done anything particular to help you uh get the flip quicker Yes. So, um, at the end of our practices, sometimes after we do a bunch of 200 pace, he's, he like tells us, or Mark, he tells us to go out into the middle of the pool and we do a bunch of like flip turn progressions. Like we go into the wall, like, and we descend through like four efforts and like, see how fast we can get our feet over. And then we also have done a bunch of kind of in the sprint group. I work with Michael sometimes, Michael Barrick. And we do a bunch of kind of, we do like V skulls and then we do, we flip over and we do like two strokes and then one really fast flip and try and get to the wall as fast as possible. Just kind of like a dead flip from a dead start. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, just kind of a lot of leg work, which is why my legs have been sore, but I think that's very important and just literally just focusing on that. Like every practice has gotten me. To where I am, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coaches and swimmers listening out there, take notes. This is, I mean, this is as a coach and as a fan of the sport, this is the kind of stuff I love, but um, thank you for indulging and sharing some of your uh, tips and tricks. Uh, so next up, um, what has, you know, we talked about racing. What has training been like just this winter, you know, the last few months, maybe since, did you go home for Christmas at all? Yes. I think, I believe we got eight or nine days off, which was really nice. Um, I got to go be with the fam, get a little rejuvenation, you know, reset. So that was very nice. And I think that definitely helped me in training. In the yeah. Like, is your family, is your family close? Yeah, we're really close. I have two brothers and I'm in the middle. It's been really okay. nice growing up. <laughs> Well, where are they? Where'd you go home to? Um, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, so it's pretty close. Yeah, very close. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I gotta ask: Was there? Is are your is your family a big NC State family? No. See, both of my parents actually swam at UNC, oh. and yeah. So no, I'm born and bred. <laughs> born and bred UNC fan. Nice. Did the, is it hard for them living in Raleigh then? No, we're, we're kind of, I feel like we're kind of in the middle um, between NC state and here. So it's, it's not like we're in downtown Raleigh or like around um, NC state at all. So gotcha. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay. So, so you got to be home with some fam- see, see the family uh, get some, get some Christmas time, get a holiday break. And then what was, what has training been like since coming back? Um, I really don't know where to start. Uh, well, it's really been a grind, um, in the shortest of terms. I feel like we have just been nonstop, you know, working so hard. Like I'm so proud to be a part of this team. Like everybody comes in and means business, so it's been 
you know, we do a lot of 200 pace work. We, we mainly train long course over, um, what's it called? What is that called? Christmas training. Sorry. Um, we mainly train long course. And I think that definitely helped with like the swimming aspect. And as we got closer to racing season, we did more short course, but long course was definitely like really, really helpful for my backstroke in particular, because we would do like 200 pace sets where we would work on um, just kind of like holding a pace and then getting faster each 50. And we got like no rest on the wall and see how like long we could hold the pace. Um, I remember one set in particular, I think we did, around 24 fifties. And it was like, um, I, I don't remember the exact set, but we kind of, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. <laughs> um, we just, yeah, I, I remember that practice was my best practice ever. So, you know, long course is a secret. <laughs> best ever. That's, yeah. That's high praise. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I remember coming home from practice and I was just like on another level of happy. Like, I'm sure everybody knows that feeling. Like it just feels amazing. So, um, but that was definitely after a bunch of like two weeks of the groundwork where we do a lot of aerobic swimming and a lot of just repetitive things. But as we've gotten closer to like racing, we kind of went down to the details and worked on more sprint work. So that's been good. It's, that definitely sounds more fun. And wow. then backing it up a little further, what was the fall semester like? Did you guys even get the opportunity to race then? Yeah. So we had um, one meet against NC State, but it was kind of like unconventionally set up. It wasn't like a normal meet. So in that meet, I did the 50 free, 100 free and 150 free which was kind of interesting because um, I'd never really done 150 free before. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Um, it was pretty fun kind of just trying to keep it light in our first race, like our first meet back since COVID. Um, but other than that, we had invite as well at uh, the Janice Hope Down Invitational, which was at the end of November, I believe. Um, that was all right. I feel like, you know, like I said earlier, the more racing you do, the better you get at it. So I feel like that being our second meet, it just kind of was like, oh, okay. Like, well, for me, at least I know a bunch of people on my team did very well. Um, but I didn't do that well just because I didn't have the confidence. I feel like, I don't know. I still have been like, which was training hard. Um, it was just like, really hard to get back into it after like a long break for COVID. So yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, especially for you, more you race the that the, it's, it's about that confidence. And I think a lot of athletes can relate to that of, you know, happy swimmers, a fast swimmer. Yeah. Um, so the training that fall, you know, you, once you finally get back to on campus at UNC, um, what was training like in the fall with whatever restrictions you guys had? Um, so we have to lift with our masks on. We have to, you know, do dry land and kind of stay like further apart from people. And we have people starting on opposite sides of the pool. I'm sure every team does this, but there's one person over here and one person on the other side 
it, it was kind of sad at first because I miss, you know, just talking to people because I'm a very talkative person during practice, especially, you know, when they're long and stuff, <laughs> when they're just long and you think of a thought and you get to the wall and you're like, oh, hey, and then you tell someone and they just start laughing. So that was, that was hard for me. Um, but I feel like we all adjusted very well and um, it ultimately like made us grow as a team. Um, just kind of like the restrictions that COVID placed on us. Um, we had to handle it in a very like, you know, mature way. And I'm sure we got, we had a couple like wake up calls um, on the team, which was, you know, wake up calls being like, oh, we have to do this now. Like we have to be more careful. Like we can't go out to eat, like stuff like that. We kind of have to stay in our little bubble just to make sure. And those sacrifices definitely definitely made us closer and made people realize like they want to be a swimmer. Like they came here to do something bigger than themselves, you know, like to be a part of a team, I guess. So yeah, it was, it was tough, but it was worth it. Yeah. What were there particular ways in which you guys had to get creative just to have those common interactions that you were used to? I mean, I know a lot of uh, collegiate athletes I've talked to have mentioned we can't do team dinners anymore. You know, on Fridays, that's a big thing. You know, we, we go out to eat together and, um, you know, little things like that, that people probably take for granted that it's like, okay, we, we can't get together anymore. Um, have, have you guys found ways, uh, to, to still, you know, be able to socialize and be a team through this? Yeah. So, um, there is a limit on the number of people that you can have like within like, uh, in the area at one time um, from our governor, Roy Cooper, I think. I think that's our governor. I don't know. <laughs> um, Couldn't tell you. <laughs> me neither. Um, <laughs> but I think the limit's like 10 people. So we kind of, you know, since the freshmen are on campus and they're stuck in their dorms, we kind of just kind of divvy, divvy them out and like hang out with a couple <laughs> at a time and just make sure that they get their time off campus because I know that being on campus all the time can be draining. Um, so that's been nice. We've just been trying to integrate them as much as possible to like with the upperclassmen. Um, but we have to keep it in small groups just to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And so then even before this fall semester, um, you know, um, did you get back to campus around August, September? Yeah. So I, I stayed, uh, I live off campus, so I stayed here. Um, throughout the summer but yeah I've been I've been here for since August too okay gotcha it's so were you at I mean I guess Raleigh is really not very far from oh. campus uh but <laughs> did it, when COVID first hit in March um can you take me through those few months and, and how you handled that oh boy oh man um well we got the news that NCAAs was going to be canceled right before we were about to go into practice. Um, I remember that day, like it was yesterday. It was so, it was so sad. I felt so bad for, especially the seniors and people who like qualified for the first time. And um, we were, we were in a really good spot last year. I think we had, at 11, 12, 13 girls going to NCAAs, which was very big for us and like our program, like as a whole. Um, 
so when we found out, I just kind of, I got really sad. Um, I actually got back in the pool and just had to swim and kind of process it because it just, it, it kind of took me, took me back. Um, I really didn't think this is going to sound naive of me, but I really didn't think that COVID was going to be like that. I thought, you know, oh, it's just like the flu, like we'll be okay. Um, so that's just me like being totally, I just was not paying attention to the news, I guess. Um, to be, so to got, be fair. Yeah. I don't think anyone in our lifetime has ever seen anything like this. No. And that's, yeah. yeah. So it, it hurt a little bit. Um, I remember the month just like following that announcement, I kind of was, you know, sad. I was very sad um, because I worked so hard that whole season just to see how fast I could go and how fast our team could go and how well we would do. Cause I think we would have done very, very well last year. Um, and kind of just show like what we had been working towards with the new coaching staff and kind of, you know, ultimately like building up our program and letting people see what we can do um, and what the coaches have done. Cause they are, they're an incredible set of coaches and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade them. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of rough and quarantining was, you know, quarantining. It, nothing really went on. I just was doing like some summer classes and just, tried to go for walks and runs as much as I could and stay active. Um, but swimming really wasn't an option during that time. So that was hard. Did you find activities to help further process the, that loss or just, you know, keep you grounded, take up time, keep you distracted? Well, I definitely watched a couple Netflix shows. I think I restarted Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> but um, that'll take some time. Yeah, hey, it took a little bit of time, um, and I tried to start running, but you know, swimmers and running don't really mix that well unless you're like you're built different. But <laughs> I'm <laughs> not a runner, um, so I tried to do that, and I did like ab workouts I found on YouTube and just like yoga meditation I tried but I wasn't very consistent so it was very periodic and I don't know so yeah any any activities just out you know outside of staying physically fit were you I mean I know a lot of people did puzzles crafts uh Mm -hmm. musical instruments do you have any you pick up anything like that um I didn't really pick up anything necessarily, but I've always really been interested in art. Um, so I did a bunch of painting and drawing and I, I created some cool things. So that was kind of a good coping mechanism for like the loss that we had. Um, you know, seeing what my brain could create was pretty cool, <laughs> I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Was throughout that, throughout, throughout this last 10 months even, um, have there been for you significant highs or lows that you've had to kind of ride through and then come out of and say, wow, I, I can say I gained something from this? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, unfortunately, 2020 was a very, very hard year in so many ways, I'm sure, for so many people. Um, 
kind of like dealing with the mental side of swimming and like the loss that was like a really a really low low unfortunately um but coming out on top of that like I feel like I grew as a person and as a swimmer and as a friend and as a daughter and in every way possible I think I wouldn't be here without that low even though it stinks like lows stink you don't want to do that like nobody wants to have a low but you know coming coming out of that like I think I definitely have grown and I'm very thankful for that so yeah yeah you mentioned as a daughter and I am just now remembering you mentioned both your parents swam at UNC was it helpful having parents who could kind of relate um in that way to losing an NCAAs yeah it definitely was um I know my dad he he like made Olympic trials and he was he was doing really well here I remember and he got into like an accident and he had some nerve damage in his hand and that kind of impacted his career so he definitely knew like um where I was coming from sorry I didn't mean to go that deep <laughs> but he, he he knows loss and it was it was nice to, you know have someone to share that with and empathize with me I guess so yeah and I mean just again coming out of that loss uh coming out of the year of 2020 as you said was a hard year for a lot of people um can you put your finger on ways you have grown or just become you know, those, those better daughter, athlete, friend, swimmer? Yeah. So, you know, for anyone who's experienced lows, I feel like it makes you think about things in your life or, you know, aspects of your personality that you wish you could change. Um, so one thing I kind of worked on was being more compassionate and understanding to people around me. Cause I feel like this is going to sound bad. Like sometimes I try and be like unaware of things cause I don't want to deal with them. Um, but like finally being forced to deal with it, um, you know, made me realize like everybody, and I've been working on this for a while, but everybody has stuff going on and that's been 2020 in a nutshell. Like everybody has stuff going on. So I think being more compassionate and learning to empathize with other people and also kind of recognizing the importance of relationships and the importance of communication and just like fellowship and being with one another. Like, I feel like 2020 really has opened my eyes to like not taking that stuff for granted and not taking friendships for granted and other things, you know, like we got so much stripped from us in the matter of what, like a month and it's been 11 months. So, you know, I just appreciate everything so much more. And then now with that newfound appreciation, do you, are there certain ways you enact that um, or recognize or try to um, foster and, and maintain that attitude of gratitude? Yeah. Um, so definitely in swimming, like after the Duke meet, I kind of took a step back and I was like, wow, like I made it through that low and it's made me appreciate this high so much more. Um, I really was so appreciative of, you know, everybody who was there for me and everybody who has been there for me and my teammates and everything. Like we've, we've gone through a lot this year and it just, 
it was incredible. Like, I think I teared up a little bit because I was like, wow, I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to swim and compete because I didn't think that that was going to happen this year. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, and I want to get a little a little broader of a perspective. You, you are in a unique position to where uh, your freshman year you had head coach Rich DeSelm and a whole other coaching staff and then your sophomore year, Mark Gangloff came in as the new head coach with his staff. And then, you know, this year is a whole new set of circumstances with this COVID pandemic. Um, so I, maybe this is way too big of a question, but throughout those three years, you know, I, I'm guessing you've seen some change and some growth and maybe even a different direction for this UNT, sorry, UNC swim and dive team. Um, could, I mean, can, can you sum any of that up or, or share your perspective on how you've seen that team grow in the last couple of years? Yeah. So, um, I remember my freshman year coming in, obviously you're so excited to join a college team and I was so excited and, you know, Rich, Rich is such a lovely person. Like he is so kind and I was just, you know, I was looking forward to a really good year and, you know, things don't always turn out the way you want them to. Um, I know that losing Rich was very hard, um, but it has ultimately opened us up for like Mark, which is awesome. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to say anything to offend anybody. Um, I think, you know, our team my freshman year is, was a totally different team than we are now. Um, I know like during one of our meetings this year, um, Coach Mark was just like, this is a really mature team. And like he said, the way y'all have handled this COVID year has been incredible. And just kind of hearing that, it made me realize like this team has like the same values. We are very cohesive in those values. We have grown in trust between the coaching staff and the team. And um, I think the men's and women's team almost act as like a family now, which is very different from my freshman year. I feel like we were more divided, um, which, you know, it happens, especially in other teams. I'm sure that happens. Um, but I like, I like how the men's and women's team interacts now. Um, yeah. So I feel like we've had a bunch of like hard conversations about team culture and stuff. And that's definitely helped us grow. Um, especially last year, we had a lot of like meetings, I know one of our coaches, Jack, Jack Brown, he has a PhD in sports psychology or uh, yeah, sports psychology. Um, so he has been, you know, very influential on the team and our values and stuff like that and kind of helped us um, form a cohesive team. So that's been very helpful. That's, I, I appreciate that insight. That's, that's cool to hear. And um, again, it, yeah, it's like, it seems like every year is a different team. I think every, every coach will tell you that in college swimming, but um, particularly in that case, the, a, a lot of change from year to year. Um, and it's yeah. nice to hear that perspective and it seems like the, the team is in a pretty good spot right now, even given these maybe not ideal circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing, we're doing good. <laughs> well, it's good to hear. Um, 
Grace, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me today. Uh, before we sign off, do you have do you have any parting thoughts, any wisdoms you'd like to share with our audience? Um, you know, just be grateful for every opportunity you have in and out of the water because you never know when it's going to get taken. That's that's what 2020 has taught me, and I think it's a very valuable lesson. So, yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for coming on. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.